Chapter Eleven of The Rover Boys at School by Edward Straitmeyer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Bologna Times. Chapter Eleven: A Row in the Gymnasium. For several days, matters moved along smoothly with the Rover Boys. In that time, their chums, Frank Harrington and Larry Colby, arrived, and these, with Fred, made up the Metropolitan Sextet, as they called themselves. The sole occupants of dormitory number six. Next to this dormitory was apartment five, occupied by Dan Baxter, Mumps, and six others of the bully's cronies. The two apartments were connected by a door, but this was nailed up. So far, there had been no open rupture between Baxter and Dick, but there was trouble in the air, and it was bound to reach a climax sooner or later. Fortunately for Dick and his brothers, Captain Putnam had cadet uniforms to fit them, and the three were now dressed in, in true military style. The other boys had to wait until uniforms could be made for them. The first day at Putnam Hall was spent in assigning the newcomers to the various classes according to their knowledge. On the second day, the three Rover boys were placed in the awkward squad to learn the military drill. The squad was presided over by Corporal Mark King, a youth who was cut out to be a soldier, although his father was a sea captain. Now then, line up! He called out to the newcomers. All of you will please toe that crack in the floor. Now turn out your toes like this and put your shoulders back, hands with the palms to the front. His instructions were followed to the letter, for all were anxious to learn as fast as possible. Now the first thing to remember is to say nothing but obey orders promptly," exclaimed the corporal. "When an order is given, the first part is a warning, while the conclusion is the time when that order must be executed. For instance, I tell you, eyes right, I say eyes, and you get ready to move your eyes. I add right, and you instantly turn them to the right, and keep them there. Now we'll try, eyes right. Great smoke! Number four, you turn them to the left. Now again, eyes right. Good, eyes front. That's first class. Now eyes left, eyes front. That couldn't be better. And so it went on for an hour, during which the boys learned not only how to use their eyes, but also to left face, right face, front face, and about face. That is to turn directly to the rear. Then they learned how to mark time with their feet, starting with the left foot. Tomorrow, you shall learn how to march," said Corporal King, when the drilling was over. And then each of you will get a gun and go through the manual of arms. Will we learn how to shoot? Asked Tom. I can shoot a little already. We have target practice once a month and during the annual encampment. Concluded the corporal. I wish that encampment was already at hand," sighed Sam. He imagined that life under a tent would just suit him. As soon as the boys got the run of the institution, they began to feel at home. They made friends rapidly, especially when it became known that Sam was a fine runner and Tom a capital baseball player. There were several baseball teams in the school, and they frequently played matches on Saturday afternoons. 
the gymnasium pleased dick as much as it did his younger brothers and nearly every day he spent a quarter of an hour or more in the building using one apparatus or another for the building was fitted up with rings parallel bars wooden horses pulling machines and other paraphernalia of athletic usage one afternoon dick had just begun to use a set of parallel bars when dan baxter sauntered in accompanied by mumps and two other cronies there were very few cadets in the building at the time and baxter came directly to dick i guess we can settle that little affair now muttered the bully and slapped dick on the cheek that for interfering with my doing on the boat being on the bars dick could not ward off the blow but he immediately sprang down and with flushed cheeks leapt in front of baxter you seem very anxious to fight he said in a low steady voice you can therefore take that for a starter and hauling off with his right fist he struck dan baxter fairly and squarely upon the nose causing the blood to spurt and sending the bully to the floor like a shot if ever there was an individual taken by surprise it was the bully of putnam hall he had not anticipated such a sudden and determined resistance and for several seconds he lay still too dazed to move in the meantime his friends sprang forward but dick waved them off my fight is with baxter he said i want you to keep your hands out of it you hit him when he wasn't prepared blustered mumps and he hit me when i was not prepared stand back and dick made such a show of being ready to attack mumps that the toady fell back in great alarm in the meanwhile dan baxter arose and tried to stop the flow of blood with his handkerchief i'll get even with you rover he growled behind the stained cloth at any time you please baxter returned dick but don't you take me off my guard again or i'll have no mercy on you do you dare to meet me in a fair standing up fight demanded the bully i certainly do all right then next saturday afternoon at three dick bowed where he questioned in the patch of woods behind the cornfield all right mums is the word fellows said baxter to his cronies you will keep this to yourself rover won't you how many do you expect to bring to the fight only the four fellows who are here very well i will bring a like number want to tell everybody don't you no but i think i am entitled to fair play and that means that i must have as many friends there as you have all right grumbled baxter but he evidently did not like the arrangement a moment later he hurried off to do what he could to prevent his nose from swelling dick told only his brothers and his chums of what had occurred but the news leaked out that a fight was on and saturday afternoon found at least twenty cadets in the secret and on their way to witness the mill as those who had read something about prize-fighting were wont to call the contest now lest my readers obtain a false impression of my views on this subject let me state plainly that i do not believe in fights between boys or otherwise they are brutal 
far from manly and add nothing to the strength of one's character it is well enough to know how to defend one's self when occasion requires but such occasions occur but rarely but i have set out to relate the adventures of the rover boys in school and out and on land and sea and i feel i must be truthful and tell everything just as it happened not only in this volume but in all those which are to follow and consequently i shall tell of the fight as the particulars were related to me by sam rover fred garrison and others details which i am certain are correct the spot was a sheltered one and on the edge of the woods two spies were posted to warn the contestants should josiah crabtree or any of the other teachers appear for fighting was against the rules of putnam hall and neither dick nor baxter wanted to be caught both came to the spot promptly and without preliminary talking took off their coats collars ties and caps a ring was formed and dick stepped forward and faced baxter the bully was several inches taller than his opponent and at least fifteen pounds heavier his nose was a bit swollen and there was a sneer upon his coarse face rover if you wish to apologize to me you can do so and save yourself a thrashing he remarked i can take care of myself baxter perhaps you would like me to make a similar proposition to you if so let me say it is too late i came here to give you a well-deserved thrashing and i mean to stick to my determination phew but we talk big muttered mumps you keep your oar out mumps put in tom if you don't i'll give you a hiding just as soon as dick is done with dan will you maybe you'll be the one to catch it muttered mumps nevertheless he said no more are you ready asked the boy who acted as timekeeper i am said dick so am i returned baxter and hurled himself at his opponent without a second's delay he had expected to catch dick napping but he found himself mistaken a blow aimed at dick's face was well parried and in return dick hit baxter heavily on the shoulder hurrah score one for dick cried larry colby that's right old man keep at him keep cool dan put in mumps you can polish him off at your leisure the blow on the shoulder staggered baxter and he fell back to become more cautious and then the two boys began to circle around and around each looking for a favorable opening at last baxter thought he saw what he wanted and struck out again and dick was hit on the cheek that's the way baxter came the cry that was a teaser give him another again baxter launched out and now dick was hit on the arm he slipped to one side and struck out like lightning and the bully caught it in the neck something which spun him around like a top another for dick cried frank harrington keep it up again the two boys faced each other but only for an instant with a savage cry baxter sprang upon dick as if to fairly tear him apart one blow landed upon dick's arm and a second on his chest it's baxter's fight baxter's still king of this school you might as well give it up rover he's too many for you so the cries ran on while the bully encouraged by his success renewed his efforts and an additional blow sent dick to the ground in a heap
End of chapter 11